You are locked on Cougars. Welcome in to a postcast edition talking about two games that happened today, both ecstasy and agony if you're a BYU Hoops fan. The women's team flaming out in the first round, one and done in the NCAA tournament. The men's team, on the other hand, on their way to the quarterfinals of the NIT by virtue of another big offensive night as they take down Northern Iowa. We're breaking it all down next right here on Postcast. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into Postcast. I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Hope you guys are all doing well on this Saturday evening or Sunday or whenever you're listening to this edition of the podcast. Good news and bad news if you're a BYU basketball fan here on this Saturday. Let's start off with the good news. The BYU men's basketball team takes down Northern Iowa 90-71. They have advanced to the quarterfinals of the NIT. Should they win their quarterfinal matchup, they will be Big Apple bound, headed to Madison Square Garden for the semifinals and the finals of that tournament. That's a little too hasty to discuss that. Let's talk about the win tonight. BYU was absolutely electric on offense. They tied their season high with 16 made three-pointers. They were 16 of 37 from beyond the arc. An absolutely insane performance. And I actually like this number even more. Just six turnovers for BYU, and they just took care of business. It's crazy to think about, and I had this pointed out to me by a good friend. We talk hoops all the time during these games. The last three quarters, the last, let's see, 60 minutes of game time for BYU maybe have been the best 60 minutes offensively that BYU has played all season. I would say it's the best 60 minutes of offense that BYU has played since West Coast Conference play began. It's pre-New Year's at minimum is the best they are playing right now. Some of you uh, got after me earlier on this season when I said Seneca Knight seemed to be gumming up BYU's offense. I don't think it's as simple to say that him missing out of the lineup right now, obviously he's done for the season with a wrist injury, and his absence from this lineup, I don't think it's simple enough to say that his absence or his missing out on the lineup has unlocked BYU's offense, but I'm not not saying that either. This offense is absolutely flying right now. Gideon George could not miss seemingly in this game. Trevin Nell was making threes. Caleb Lohner, the last two games, has looked like the player we all expected him to be all season long. It is absolutely nuts to consider what BYU is doing right now offensively. Are they playing the best competition? No. And let me also acknowledge this fact. BYU beat a top 150 Ken Palm team inside the 150 rankings for KenPalm.com. Ken Palm Roy, the basketball guru himself. They had not been a top 50 Ken Palm team since that comeback win at USF way back in, what was that, January? Maybe early February at the latest. It had been a hot minute since BYU had beaten a decent team. Even the team that BYU beat in the first round, Long Beach State was sub 150. This Northern Iowa team, 89th. They were a top 90 Ken Palm team. So this is the best win BYU has had in two months at least. It's a very very impressive win for the Cougars, and I got to give them props. Like I said, I don't want to say it's as simple as Seneca Knight being out of the lineup that unlocked BYU, but at the same time, it has opened up possessions, opportunities, and looks for guys who otherwise, those looks might have been gone, been going to a guy like Seneca. 
Crazy to think about, but BYU now has a big opportunity staring them in the face. They're one game away, one win away from going to the Big Apple, the semifinals of the NIT. They will face the winner of Washington State and SMU. SMU, the one seed in the bracket that BYU was in there, the number two seed. Washington State was the four seed in that bracket. And if Washington State beats SMU, this game is scheduled for Sunday afternoon, I believe at one o'clock Mountain Time. I might be off on that a little bit, but they play Sunday afternoon. If Washington State beats SMU, BYU will be hosting that quarterfinal matchup either Tuesday or Wednesday. I would guess at this point, considering that game is not being played until Sunday, it's probably a Wednesday matchup. And the hope is that BYU can get that opportunity to go Cougars versus Cougars, the Crimson Cougars versus the Blue Cougars in a matchup. Regardless, uh, BYU has an opportunity to punch their ticket to Madison Square Garden. And as I have said earlier this week on the podcast, the best you can do right now if you're BYU is take advantage of the situation that's being afforded to you. Obviously, you'd like to be in the big dance. Teams like St. Peter's doing what they do in the NCAA tournament, those are what the dreams are made of. But right now, BYU, they're trying to make lemonade of the lemons dealt to them, and that is playing in the NIT. Go win those games. They've won two so far, so now you have to wait and see who you're going to face, whether it's SMU or if it's Washington State, and then hopefully get yourself to Madison Square Garden. I sincerely hope to keep talking about BYU hoops for at least another week or so, and I hope they are playing at Madison Square Garden in the semifinals of of the NIT. SMU will be a tough matchup. Same with Washington State. The better teams are going to be on the docket for BYU from here on out. You played a sub-150 team in Long Beach State. You fell behind in that one early. You came back and put an absolutely electric second-half performance to blow the beach off the floor. You fell behind by 10 in this game tonight for the Cougars as they were trailing Northern Iowa, who was, by the way, getting all kinds of looks early on in this game from three. And then BYU just turned it on. It was a 38-13 to run, I believe, in the first half to take the lead. And then in the second half, BYU just kept the Panthers at an arm's length and took care of business to get the win on their home court. Really, really impressive stuff from BYU right now offensively, especially. The turnover issue was very, very nice to not see that rear its ugly head. It's been a season-long issue. Five turnovers in the entire game tonight. That is exactly what BYU needs to continue to do if they want to continue to make this run in the NIT. So some good things from the Cougars, and now we wait to see who they will face in the quarterfinals of the NIT. Now, coming up here in a minute, let's talk about the agony of today. That is the one-and-done BYU women's basketball team. They were in their first-round matchup against 11-seed Villanova. They allowed Ali Segrist, uh, the star player for the Wildcats, to get rolling, and... They go one and done. We'll talk about that here in just a moment. Let's talk for a minute, though, before we get to that, about our friends over at Stat Hero. Anybody take some upsets in this game? Did you have Richmond or New Mexico State with the upset? Did you have St. Peter's? I didn't have any of those. My bracket is busted. I can frankly admit that. But I want you guys to still get some cash from Stat Hero if your bracket is busted. What you need to do is play their NCAA Pick'ems. You have to check out this platform and find out how this new format can help you have some fun with the rest of March Madness. Stat Hero's NCAA Single Game Pick'ems pits the star players against one another in an amazing hybrid between fantasy and sports gambling. It helps you take control back from the handicappers that always seem to have the advantage on you. Start focusing on players you know best with a gameplay that doesn't rely on big spreads, long odds, or funky props to win. 
Stat Hero gives you the advantage, resulting in their gamers winning four times more often. Why? Because Stat Hero eliminates the mystery about who or what you are going up against. In addition to their pick'em games, they also have dozens of lineups you can comb through to take on head-to-head. They simply post sets of players for you to take on with a set of players that you get to choose. You go and set your lineup. You know these players better than Stat Hero does in theory, and that can help you have the advantage. Stat Hero is the easiest and fastest way to get your sports action fixed. The simple, sleek gameplay will have you playing in just minutes, and this is what Daily Fantasy was meant to be. Give it a shot, my friends. Sign up for free right now at stathero.com slash locked on and use that promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match. That's stathero.com slash locked on using the promo code locked on for a 100% match. Once again, stathero.com slash locked on promo code locked on terms and conditions apply. All right, my friends, I admit it. I bought into BYU women's basketball, and they peaked way too early as they fall in the first round of the NCAA tournament, losing to 11th-seeded Villanova. The Cougars are one and done, and it is brutal to consider that their season is already over, but that's the glory and the agony of what this time of year is all about. Survive in advance. It is just one of those adages that rings true more and more the more you watch this. And BYU women's basketball, they could not find the answer offensively, either in Las Vegas or in this tournament. And that's unfortunate because it's a bad time to have your offense go MIA. Turnover issues, the inability to make big buckets when you need it, over-reliance on individual play, all of the hallmarks of BYU falling in this matchup to Villanova. And it's just, it's brutal to consider. And it makes me kind of feel bad because I have been absolutely trumpeting this BYU women's basketball team. I have been out there. You guys that listen to this podcast know how much I have been trumpeting that you guys should buy into this team, root for them, back this team up. And by the way, BYU fans, I got to give you guys credit. You guys did show up. That senior day performance and the fan attendance, it set the record for a BYU women's basketball game on senior day against Gonzaga there at the Marriott Center. Who would have thought, though, that was when BYU peaked this season? They peaked too soon, and it's absolutely brutal to consider. This was a team I felt like if they got the right mix of seeding and getting their players playing together, this could be a team that could make a nice run in the NCAA tournament. But just like that, you're out. And that is just, it's brutal. And Man, 61-57 to is the final score in that game. BYU, and as Gregor Bell pointed this out, they shot sub-39% three times this season. One game in November, I don't remember exactly what game that might have been. It might have been the Oklahoma game. And then the two games they most recently lost, the West Coast Conference Final against Gonzaga, and then in the first round of this NCAA tournament matchup, they shoot sub-39%. This was a team that shot darn near 50% in numerous games this season, was absolutely electric on offense, had a nice blend of shooting, inside presence, post play. It's just everything it felt like BYU needed to be a pest and absolutely be a team that can make a sweet 16 run was on this roster for BYU. But you know what? Hands, uh, you got to give credit on your hands. You got to give your, you got to tip your cap to Villanova. Uh, Maddie Segrist, I hope I got her name correct. She was absolutely electric. She's one of the leading scorers in the entire country. She's just been lights out all year long. She got on a roll in the second half and led Villanova to that win. So tip of the cap to the Villanova Wildcats. They get the 11-6 upset on BYU, and the BYU women's season is over just like that. And, man, 
I was hoping to watch this team make a run. I know Juddy and his squad was demoralized in the post-game press conference. You kind of hear it in their voices. They just they they knew what uh, this meant. They just their their season is over. And for some of these players like Paisley Johnson, uh, they are done. Their career at BYU is over, and that is the brutal part. So it is going to be one of those things that is going to stick with some of these players. Obviously, you have players like Lauren Gustin, Shaley Gonzalez, who will be back to make another run at it next year. But, man, you don't want to let uh, games and opportunities like this go by the wayside, and this feels like, one, a missed opportunity for BYU. It is just an absolute brutal, brutal result. And as I said on Twitter, it's... It's disappointing. It's a, it's it's a disappointing finish to a season that I felt like was just beginning in many ways. But BYU went to Las Vegas. I was there in person. Even in the win over Portland in the West Coast Conference semifinals, they could not get untracked offensively. That carried over in the loss to Gonzaga, and obviously it stuck with them through this game against Villanova. And they will be traveling home and... Man, just like that, your season is over. So BYU men's basketball plays on. They'll be in action on Tuesday or Wednesday. We'll have a full preview for you guys on the Monday edition of the podcast of who they'll be facing. We'll have plenty of coverage for BYU football all week long. And a big thank you once again for making us your first listen here on this special postcast edition of Locked On Cougars. Have a great rest of your night or day whenever you hear this. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast postcast edition as ecstasy and agony in Cougar Nation for the men's and women's basketball teams. See ya.